I had the chance to talk to someone I've been aware of for a while. It's an art dealer by the name of Patrick Painter. He's an Irish-American art dealer who runs Patrick Painter, Inc., which includes two galleries. Well, recently, the Bergamot Station Gallery closed. He also owns Patrick Painter Editions. Painter was mentioned by art dealer Leo Castelli and curator Walter Hopps in 1991. He began Patrick Painter Editions in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Hong Kong, with his first edition of three being two prints by Roy Arden. The next year, he made editions for Richard Prince, Larry Johnson, and Jeff Wall, among others. Since its inception, Patrick Painter Editions has made small editions of works by John Baldessari, Mike Kelly, Ed Richet, Paul McCarthy, Anish Kapoor, Peter Doig, Richard Hawkins, Glenn Brown, Andrea Zittel, Christopher Wool, Collier Shore, Harmony Corrine, and others. Although Patrick Painter Editions was established in a depressed market, he managed to build his business upon the success he had turning editions. Fine art prints or multiple editions were looked down upon at the time by many critics and collectors. Painter created a unique approach to the market. In 1996, 20 galleries in several countries had shows exclusively of Patrick Painter editions. So here's my conversation with notorious art dealer based in Los Angeles, Patrick Painter. I'm doing this so I can hear you. Uh-huh. So you've been in the LA scene for your whole life. You're born in LA? Yeah, well, yeah, I was born in Long Beach. Okay. Actually, I was born in the Torrance Hospital. Nice. And uh, when did you get started in the art world, or at least in art at all? Well, I was living in Paris uh, and uh, working for Metropolitan Life Insurance. Mm -hmm. And there they operate like a bank. Mm -hmm. So I was, God dang. Got to get the cigarette. Good, sorry, I'm not trying to irritate you now. Forgive me. Uh, anyway, so what happened was is the guy that worked before me there, he worked there for 20 years. And uh, he called, what's that? No, go ahead. And so he called the president of Metropolitan because when you work there and you have that job in Paris, you're kind of like a rock star. Right. So he told the president, he goes, I can service my clients from Newport Beach in Paris. And so the president says, okay. So then I called the executive VP and I go, uh, dude, the company says I can't talk to anybody he knows. So what am I supposed to do over here? He goes, take the check. I said, okay, well, I can figure that out. And then I was like, um, well, France is famous for art. So I'll just go check that out. So I went to the Pompidou and I got in like basically a street fight with this Gilbert and George. <laughs> if you were in the picture and at the bottom it said, and they had their fingers like that, but at the bottom it said, fuck you in case you missed any of it. <laughs> so then I was like in this street fight with this picture man for like, you know, like 15 minutes, right? Not mm -hmm. thinking about this, you know what I mean? Someone put it up there, the government, that kind of thing. Right. Then I went back the next day to see how much I hated it for about 15 minutes. Still hated it. 
went back the next day and I thought, I kind of like it. Hmm. And then I was like, oh, snap. I'm like my sister. I'm schizophrenic. But at least I know it. You know? Right. Then I went back the next day to see how crazy I was. And then I just thought, I guess I'm maintaining like on acid. So I still think I'm crazy, honestly. So then I go to the left bank. I went to like 40 galleries. They were all saying the Gilbert and George is fine. And I was like, walked away and was like, you can like this shit. That is amazing. And it took me by the neck and pulled me into it. Mm -hmm. And then how did that end up getting you from there to Los Angeles? Okay, well, I'm in Paris. And the girl I've been going out with, I went out with her for a total of seven years. She's been going out about five years at this point, four years. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're in Paris and she says, well, you really like this art thing now, right? I go, yeah. And she goes, well, why don't we buy some art? And I said, sure, because I never cared in a relationship who had the money. Sometimes I had it, sometimes the girl had it, you know. So the first thing we bought were uh, three Julian Schnabel plate paintings from Leslie Waddington. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we flew to LA because we've had a place in LA, Hong Kong, Vancouver, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, Paris. So then, um, I'm staying at the Beller Hotel with Winnie, my ex-girlfriend, and uh, I heard that Schnabel was staying at the Beller Hotel. I just bought, we just bought the paintings 24 hours before. So I called mm -hmm. his room and I said, hey, you know, I used Patrick Painter, we just bought three of your pictures. And he goes, no, you didn't. I go, no, I didn't. He goes, no, you didn't. And he hung up. Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay. And uh, I told my girl about it because it was our first art transaction. And then he calls me back and he says, uh, we should meet in the lounge. I said, yeah, okay. And he says, they told me the only reason they sold this to you is because you're building a big museum. Mm -hmm. I said, well, they didn't say that. And uh, he said, well, what did they say? They said, get the money here in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't really hit him right, but anyway. Um, then uh, about a year and a half later, my girlfriend and I split up. All right. And uh, then I'm thinking, like, what kind of job do I have to buy art? What the fuck? So I went over to Leo, who I became, I'd become friends with. And I said, uh, hey, Leo, do you think I could be a dealer? And he said, yeah, yeah. I said, but will you show me how to do it? And he said, yeah. Next day, I was down at 420 West Broadway, man. Asking away. Hmm. And uh, also, I was mentored by Walter Hobbs in Houston. So you actually were in New York first? Yeah. Yeah, I was in New York first. You know, I figured it's the center of things. It's what's happening. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, moved, I rented an apartment right above Christie's. Mm -hmm. And uh, immersed myself in it. I mean, Leo had me do stuff like go down to the lock auctions and write down every price, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, all kinds of stuff. I mean, he... Uh, well, I don't know if I'm following your line of question or not at this point. Uh, I don't really have a line of question. I just wanted to hear about that particular period. Uh -huh. Well, it was, uh, I, I found, I, I, people said that I, that I had an eye, you know? Uh, mm. And uh, the problem with that is if you're from like Long Beach, you don't even know what that means. Right. I mean, for 15 years, literally, I, I, in the back of my mind, it was like, I always thought someone would knock on my door 
and go, that's really funny what you did in the art world, but like, here's the, the corner of pizza joint. I'll go work there. It's just crazy. So, yeah, Leo, Leo agreed to mentor me, and I was happy about it. And I found what was really odd is that no one ever asked the guy. Right. You know? Right. No one ever asked Leo to mentor him. Right. I guess Larry did a bit, but that was more about artists and age and that kind of stuff. So is Painter your real last name? Sorry? Is Painter your actual name? Yeah, real name. Ed Brichet said as you change it, but my, my uh, brother was also an art dealer in, in London. <laughs> and did you have any, did you go over there and interact with him at all? To my brother, um, that's a long story, but he died of brain cancer a while ago. So, I see. Um, let's see. My stepbrother Joe started the Vandals here. Mm -hmm. uh, my other stepbrother Greg, who passed away a while ago, started Juxtapose. Okay. In the corporate gallery, and then the grandiose Maximo Escalani gallery downtown. Right. But. Uh, then I, and then, so in that transition, when I'm buying, you know, buying the art uh, with a girlfriend and then we split up, then I figure I have to make a living at it, right? Right. So that's when I got mentored with Leo and then Walter. And I had this idea to start an edition company in Vancouver okay. because uh, no one knows where Vancouver is. Right. And so at that time. So right. Like, I remember, like, being in Barber's Gallery and Richard Prince is there, and I'm saying, this is 1991, you know, like, the crash, you know, horrible, like, the 1990 crash, mm -hmm. it was the worst. I mean, a Schnabel painting that I bought from Schnabel was in that auction, and no one bid, and everybody clapped. Right. And then Hughes blamed the whole downfall on me in Time Magazine. I was like, what? Anyway, that was funny time. So, um, what was that? What was that? Uh, so, the addition company. So, I thought of myself. I thought of myself as a producer because artists back then were like thinking of cinema so much. If you remember in the nineties, right? And I thought, well, where's the producer? So, that's what I decided to become. And what I did was, I thought of galleries as theaters. So like in the last year when I just had an edition company and didn't have my gallery yet, I had like 20 edition shows around the world. Right. I remember Patrick Painter editions in Art Forum or Art in America. Or I remember mm -hmm. a lot of the advertisements. Yeah, I had the first two pages in freeze forever. Yeah. And how in advertising. But I'll tell you, sometimes it was weird because like my most of my editions were editions of five or like that. And what I would do is if I sold one in France, I wouldn't sell another one in France. If I sold one in Germany, that would be it for Germany. And people always kind of liked that because they felt like no one was ever going to run into their piece again. Right. Um, and then the gallery kind of happened because uh, Mike and Paul kept calling me up and uh, Saying, you know, you ought to open a gallery because I worked so much with an addition, with the addition, I did a lot of business with both of them. Right. And uh, they, they liked what I was doing. And um, the previous dealer, I can't really say what was going on there. But um, 
over a period of a year, finally, Mike said, if you don't open a gallery, we're not going to show in a gallery in LA. I was like, oh man. And then I thought, well, you know, I'm Irish American. These guys are Irish American. We're about the same age and we're in California as it were. And I thought maybe, you know, life's trying to tell me something. So God, I decided to do it. And the first couple of years, I never even showed painting because of my name. Where was the first location? Uh, Bergamot Station. That's the one that you had up until fairly recently? Same location? Yeah, yeah, that's, I'd say this, this new guy that took it over, what a trip. So I called up, I guess his lawyer, and I said, oh, can you ask him if he wants to trade art for rent? Because the previous landlord did, and he really liked it. The lawyer goes, he doesn't like art. I said, but I was looking at his website, all the art he has in all these buildings. He, told, he doesn't like art. And he goes, no. And I go, why would I be down here paying rent to a guy that doesn't like art? I clearly can see what's in the future for this place. Right. I said, we'll be out tomorrow. So that was it. Hmm. And then we went to uh, Industrial Street in downtown LA in the bread building, beautiful place. And uh, I had to get out of there because I had to get an earthquake. And uh, I just saw the guy. And he'd love to have us, but it looks like a restaurant wants to go. Right. So then he opened his phone book and gave me some other numbers. So I think we'll be squared away pretty quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good. People seem to like having art galleries in their buildings, or at least ones that are known. Mm -hmm. How big of a space are you trying to open? Uh, well, I'd really like to have like 7,000 square feet or 8,000 square feet. Because I'd love to have the addition company and... Uh, our storage, everything under one roof, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's going to be possible yet, but, you know, we'll see. We're heading that way. Are you still doing additions? Yeah, absolutely. And when you do them, what what kind of prints are they? Well, like Zoe Leonard, we did three light boxes. Or four lights of light boxes. I forget which, three or four. Beautiful light boxes. I'll send you pictures. Okay. And um, then, uh, let's see. I did one photograph with her. But like, take Roddy Grant, for instance, I did what looked like a Judge Stack with Floyd Brooks in it, or, I mean, it just doesn't matter the media. It's whatever works for the, for the project. Right, right. I mean, one of the things the edition company I'm very proud about, I think, is like Ed Shea and his photos and how much, you know, seemed to pop it up a lot more. That made me proud. Mm-hmm. and Otter, I guess, that, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So back in back to your New York time, you spent a certain amount of time with Leo Castelli. Or around how long were you kind of hanging around Leo Castelli? I was uh, I was in New York for about six months. I'd been there for a couple months before I popped the question, and then so for about four months, I wouldn't go every single day. I'd go like three days a week, and I'd always come after one o'clock. Right, and uh, it was great because I could say things like. Uh, what about bad press? He said, no such thing. If they get your name right, no such thing. And uh, he told me like the first three things you, you have to do, you have to remember is treat everyone the same. He says, I've seen some really stupid people get really big in this business. Right. Uh, two, always keep your word and believe in your art. He said like that Jasper Johns over there, um, it was in his first show and no one wanted to buy it, so I bought it. And now I just sold it to David Geffen for $15 million. So believe in your artist. Right. Amazing. 
Yeah, yeah, I heard something about he was giving stipends to certain artists to keep them going while he was believing in them. I think that kind of yep. that level he gave of to everybody. Right. Just that level of believing in artists, I think, is kind of a thing of the past in a certain way. Yeah, no, it's believe me, it's really true. I mean, I think that that's I mean, we're, we are in some trouble in the art business in this sense. The the multi-gallery, multi-city thing, it's what's happening is is screwing up a whole uh, learning line that people have that's really critical to them. Say like a 27 or 28 year old guy goes in a gallery, right? And he's new and you know, you've got senior artists in it, middle artists, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact that they're all together, you know what I mean? It, it does so much for him, you can't believe him. I don't know where people are gonna get that kind of mentorship with, with, with you know, as soon as your dollars so much, you get grabbed by a gallery that, you know what I mean? You can do that. They can't develop artists, but they can do dollars. Right. And uh, I mean, just think about it, right? Like mm -hmm. how many artists aren't getting to see John Pass, but see John somewhere, you know what I mean? See Jasper somewhere. Right. Let alone be in the same gallery. And I know like with Mike and Paul or whoever, Paul McCarthy I'm talking about, um, it's like the fact that, uh, yeah, I made real good money from their artwork, but they also knew I paid catalogs for new artists and stuff like that. So they, they were happy with, you know, with how that went. If you're just some guy, you know, just reading up the money, then that's not any point to that. Right. I mean, Stuart Regan was a really good friend of mine. And uh, Stuart and I kind of agreed that having a gallery was important because in a lot of ways, that was the entryway into the art world for people. So who do, what do you see as kind of a high point of your career so far that you always remember as being kind of a great high point? A great what? What is a high point of your career? Oh, okay. Well, um, I'll never forget this day. So I gave Larry Gagosian a Glenn Brown show. And, uh, and I made the price was 125000 a painting. Right. And uh, I never allowed discounts on Glenn Brown, so no discounts. So 10 months later, I had a show and I made the prices 450,000. Right. And I made eight phone calls, sold seven paintings. Uh -huh. Two hours later, Yelly, Larry was calling me yelling and screaming about the price. I never heard anybody do something like that. I was like, dude, I got to mark this on the calendar. You're talking about a price being too high. I mean, I love getting that phone call. I don't think many people have had that one. Right. But also when you add the money up, I'd never made money like that before. And I was like, wow, you know? Yeah. Kind of flabbergasted, really. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I mean, because I was pretty much like, I was the same age as Mike and Paul and stuff. And people from that generation never really expected to make a lot of money at all. You know, survive, get by, but it was because that's their thing, you know? Right. But uh, now, <laughs> clearly. It's a different story. So when should we expect the opening of your new space? Well, you know, um, I don't want to lie about it, but I would say within six weeks or something seems to feel right to me. Okay. Um, we got, we picked up Yutaka Sony. He used to be with David Zwerner, beautiful artist. Uh, Jason Meadows, I think you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also picked up a, a young guy, Charles Doreen from Paris that Douglas Gordon turned me on to. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, Seamus Connolly and 
Fariba Hajamadi, Wanju Lam, Gustav Ledre, Gustav. Gustav, I'm not saying his last name right. Anyway, the third. Okay. He's an amazing painter. Anyway, I'll give his name to you. Okay. So uh, we'll keep an eye on when you're, we'll keep an eye on when the new gallery is opening. Yeah. What do you think about it? Uh, I think it's probably an interesting time to open a gallery. Certainly you have uh, a brand that people recognize, mm -hmm. which helps. Do you think I was right to not pay the expenses for a year? Um, that's difficult to say, but I mean, if you're having a landlord situation, you definitely have to figure it out somehow uh -huh. where, you know. No, but I decided when COVID came out, I said, you know, I was supposed to sign a lease and said, I'm going to back off on that. Yeah. I couldn't imagine people going to gallery. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good, it's been a good time to kind of push the pause button. So yeah, I'd agree in a certain way. Yeah. But now that the vaccine's here, I figure, of course, it's forward motion. So I think it's yeah, going to start to come together again. So we'll be in touch over the next week or so or, or whatever. Let's be in touch. Sure, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for, for meeting up. And uh, I'll talk to you in a bit. I'll send you an email. Of course. Actually. All right. See you awesome. in a bit. Awesome to see you, baby. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks for listening. See you around the art world.